This is Alan Lazard, a.k.a. the Lizard King, a.k.a. the Komodo Dragon from the Green Bay Packers. And you're listening to Top Shelf Fantasy Podcast. We are Top Shelf Fantasy, brought to you by Corey Dows, Tom Craig Penny, and Scotty Milne. Let's get into it, baby. Podcast nice, baby. Podcast sixty nine. Sixty nine. This is so. Sexual. I mean, we didn't plan it, but it fell on our biggest draft day ever. Our Serendipitous, if you will. Yes. I, I honestly feel like we did plan it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. Like, we're so smart to do that. Yes. We didn't. We didn't plan this. Pod sixty nine. Yeah. So, um, Tom was very nice and went down to Treehouse. Uh, Brewery and got us all Treehouse beers to drink. Not a sponsor. Not, a sponsor. not yet. Not, not, yet. Not, not, not yet. Not yet. We're, they ain't paying me to drink it. Not but yet. <laughs> they are going to listen to this one. Well, I hope so. We actually tagged them and they did respond back. Well, here's something for them to listen to. Super, super treat. What do yep. you drink? It super treat. That's a super treat. Courtesy of Tom Penny. What do we the only? We, we got a couple super treats. I got a. Uh, I got a super, Julius. Super treat number two. Cracking in. I got a Force Will. It's a new beer, I think. Force, Tom? Force of Will, yeah. It's a that's a Force that's a new will. one. I highly recommend it. It's yeah, it's do we have any pint glasses good. in this house? Mango, looking at you. Uh, the guy standing over <laughs> on our shoulder. Can you go so, get us some glasses? All right. So make yourself a, useful. A, a, as we get into this, um, we are actually currently at a lake house in uh, Brownfield. Brownfield, Brownfield, Maine. Uh, Singular. We're about to do yeah, our brown, whatever <laughs> brownfield name. Yeah, just one swipe of the toilet and very brown. <laughs> a lot of um, a lot of streaks in the underwear. <laughs> it's not great. Dips. Um, we got one one pint glass. Um, yeah. So podcast sixty nine sixty nice. nine top shelf uh, nice. Follow us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Top shelf fntsy. Uh, yeah. So we're at our dynasty draft, and this is actually a really big deal for us. And if you listen to the previous podcast, uh, we broke we broke down what our dynasty league is. It's a salary cap dynasty league. Absolutely psychopathic. Not for the faint of heart. No. Uh, if you're looking for a casual league, that's not, it's not going to be it this, for you. This yeah. is not it. That's not so, you. Soon enough, you you will want to do something like this. If you've been in fantasy football for at least ten plus years, you you want something new. Well, in it, it's just a really cool league. Like, if you're hardcore fantasy, this is this is where you're going to end up, right? This is where you end. Um, and just real quick, like, we're excited to do this podcast with you guys and introduce you to some of the people that you will hear us reference throughout the top shelf dais, if you will. Oh, we've uh, referenced them before. Yeah, you'll hear from uh, the likes of a Mango, a Jeff, a Carves, the guys that we Dickie. you know either give up. Yeah, Dicky. <laughs> oh, the famous Dicky. Uh, you'll you'll hear guys that we reference. You'll have to hear their voices. Maybe at some point they'll hop on video and you'll see their faces too. Maybe if we get so lucky, we we have to put our faces out there first. That's true. Well, we're well, on YouTube. We, we've already been out there. Oh, we're on but YouTube. We're on the YouTube. Yeah. Well, yes. Scotty's we're, put it. We're, we're we, on we, the, we the YouTube. The, the, the YouTube. YouTube. We're on the line. It's, it's just very difficult right now because we are at a lake house and we don't have the. Well, it was very easy for us to record ourselves when we Listen, were all we, remote. We all have the face right of the radio. Okay. Yeah. Face for yeah, Craig. We're all you don't gorgeous. Look good. Excuse you. Face you don't look great, Craig. We're all sweating. I could be a centerfold. <laughs> I am Car's got hot. a. Yeah, has got a haircut just for this weekend. My girl gave me a lot of grief for it. So listen, you look good. Thank you. I I, I had a haircut two weeks ago. What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't. Well, you look that like at all. shit. So waste yeah. of money. You look like heat miser. Well, when when is wrestling? When when you're a ginger, your skin tone is probably a little more red than it is white. Uh, too All right, funny. Let's, yeah, like, well, let's get into the podcast. Yes, you, know, anyway, you got something else to say? You want to say something else? No, I was just about to introduce our uh, guest. Oh, no, we're guest. not introducing them yet. No, oh, so, secret. Guess the secret. So, so, number one, yeah, we we got Sorry, a guest, guest coming in real, real quick, <laughs> but I want to set the stage. So, we are currently going into our rookie dynasty draft, um, where 14 teams, so um, I. It, Essentially, fourteen teams have picks in the first team, in the in the first round, uh, but that is not the case. And uh, the commissioner of our dynasty league, Jeffrey Tully, uh, is going to be our first guest, and he actually has no picks. But Jeff put himself in a situation in which that he could win the entire league. So I'm going to introduce right now For the, the commissioner. Season. 
Of well, yeah, for this season, 2020, we'll see what what goes forward. It is dynasty. But I'm going to introduce right now Jeffrey Tully, uh, the commissioner of the Red Dog Walker League. Jeff, how commissioner you doing? Tully. What's up? What's up? What's up? Top Shelf Fantasy. How's it going? Oh, very hot. We're, we're yeah. so good. So, and, and, and here's the thing, right? So, we, we've talked Dynasty. We've talked the league. You're the commissioner. You've done a ton of work into the league. Walk us through what this league means to you and, and what the league really is. I mean, we did an hour-long breakdown of the league, but you're the mastermind behind putting the rule book together. So, I mean, this league, is, this league to me is like a second full-time job. Like, I dedicate so much time to all the work that we put in and I couldn't do all the work that I do without the help of co-commissioner Scotty, uh, assistant Craig mango and definitely not without the help of Dickie, but everything that we've put into the league is just so important. It's so unique. It's something that nobody's been doing yet, you know, so we're, we're kind of in uncharted territory and it's not like you can go online and Google something and have advice given to you for how to handle a situation like right. this. You know, you, you really have to be on your toes and like making your own evaluations. You know, you can't just depend on somebody else to do this work for you because if you do, you're going to be left way behind. And even if you did, you've got 14 or well, 13 other degenerates in this league that right. you're trying to corral yep. at any Yelling given time. And right. me and Tom Getting being one, two of the more outspoken. <laughs> well, we're, we, we're counterparts. Passionate we're passionate. Let's put it that way. Every, and I mean, there's no time off in this league. No. You know, if you, if you try no. to take the off season off, like in fantasy, like normal traditional redraft fantasy football, you know, you're left in the dust you know you you are so far behind you know because this league does not stop and it keeps you so entrenched all the time and it keeps you so invested you know like well, nothing you've ever done right yeah most of the trades that have happened happened in june well <laughs> and, and and so that's what i want to get into real quick so jeff you you ended up having one-on-one yep well, he started with 104 and turned it into 101, correct? No, no, no. no, no. He no I had one. I had 101. We oh. had we had rules ah. written into our rule book last year based on who was going to get number one, and I used one of those rules to my advantage to take my team from the position that I thought was the most advantageous, and it was to occasionally play a Reggie Bonifon when I probably shouldn't have been, but. Well, yeah, you, you went, you went right. from a this fringe playoff team. Right. This is so why you, rules are ever changed. Right. So okay. you have to be paying we attention to like, some so of this So in stuff. my mind, you went from a fringe playoff team that could have possibly potentially Correct. made a push. And maybe if you work out the numbers, you could have won the league last year. Correct. But that, you know, that's ineffable. But fringe playoff team to deciding yep. to go for the 101 yep. and have since traded out of that draft. Yeah, and, and turned and, it and, into what he has now. And, yep. and, and just real quick, because we just bleeded our listener, uh, listeners' li- ears for i don't know a minute and a half well you're you took you took 101 and you turned it into what so in and this is in in i'm sorry before you answer this is the power of 101 right in a dynasty league those picks as you approach the rookie draft mean significantly more than they do mid-season and jeff took advantage of the fact knowing that people wanted to be at the position he was in and he had a pick, and he made moves, and what did you turn it into? So, well, what, before you even answer that, not and in Dynasty, he had 101, 201, 301, and 401. Yeah, correct. What the, yeah. There's a fixed yeah, draft. So, it's not a snake. It's not serpentine. Linear. Fixed draft first. Yeah, there you go. Linear draft, first round pick in every single round. Carry on, Jeff. Sorry. So, I, kind of, I mean, I kind of need to go back to the middle of last season. So, in the middle of last season, we're in a Dynasty, so it, it does carry from year to year. So, you need to pay attention to... How am I setting my team up going forward? And in the middle of last year, I saw my team as a fringe playoff team that I'm going to get in. Maybe I'm going to get into the playoffs and maybe I'm going to get bounced in the first round. And so I took my position and I moved players that were more in it that year, like a Mark Ingram, who is not as fantasy relevant going forward, but was supremely fantasy relevant last year. And thank year. you. Yep. And thank you, because it helped me win a championship. Yep. Boo, so Craig, to, boo, so. Craig, boo. But so. it also got him, what, a first and a second? Or right, something like so, that? I got, so, so I traded Mark Ingram in part of a three-team trade with right. Craig and Carves and got Michael Thomas and, some, and got rid of some picks and uh, got some other picks. Um, and then with 101... So I had 101 and 111, and I took Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson were on my team, and so I have two top five quarterbacks easy every time. And so I took Lamar Jackson, who was number one quarterback. He's not going to be able to replicate a season like what he had last year. You know, 1,200 yards at the quarterback position is just – it's not producible again. So I paired him with 111 and traded him to Dows and got another RB1 in Alvin Kamara. And then having the power of 101, I was able to flip that for – 4 and 14 
then take four and 14, pair them with a young player like Sterling Shepard, and go and get Dalvin Cook. So now my running back squad, through trading and through partially drafting, is Dalvin Cook with his handcuff, Alexander Madison, which is supremely valuable given the situation that Dalvin Cook is in. And then I also have Alvin Kamara, Miles Sanders, and then I'm off to the races at the running back position. Very dangerous. Would you yeah, say that you in- took the top shelf fantasy advice to go after? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you're up. if you're not using the top shelf fantasy advice, I mean, you're just, you're you're falling behind. You know, what I mean, sure, sure, thank you. Sure. Well, in, I assumed as much. But especially in dynasty, too, the handcuff is is extremely more valuable especially than especially with well, a Dalvin in, Cook. Espe- you have a backfield, well, especially yeah. if you especially if you want to make a run to go for right. it in that year. If you're not protecting your investment in your number yeah. one running back, say you have Zeke Elliott. If you don't have Tony Pollard and you protect that investment, you're in deep trouble because once he gets hurt, you know, you have made this push to go for it, and one injury ruins your entire season. So the fact that I I made it a point to make sure I got Madison and handcuffed that was yep. supremely important to protect my investment if I'm going to go for it. And got some of his yeah. salary eaten. And, and, and yeah. I just I just want to emphasize what Jeff did because I think this is hugely important in Dynasty Leagues and if you're listening. The picks don't mean anything until they mean something. And Jeff traded his picks for players he knew he was going to produce. So that is, to me, honestly, the biggest thing from from a dynasty perspective, know that your picks aren't going to be better than Dalvin Cook. Know that you're not going to draft a generational talent. You're not going to draft the top five RB with the 101 and trade the 101 for that top five pick. So I think Jeff getting Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison is yeah. Yeah, also that also came because from even me, at 101, if you had trades, what we would call but, a generational talent like a Saquon Barkley, he's not a lock. Like these guys have not been in the professional game at any point. So even at 101, you have a guy that you think is a lock to be nasty. He's not. Take the guy who's a proven quantity in the NFL. You've seen him right. do it. You've seen him fit in the scheme, fit right. in the especially, system. Yeah, especially when you got and, the guy that's the round yeah. peg in the round hole. Like right. Dalvin exactly. Cook. You know, he right. matches that Dalvin Cook, so supremely yeah. that his value is through the roof. System loves to see him run. Yeah. He loves to run. So, he catches the ball. Yeah. And you got Madison. That's a person. Well, in, in Madison's an RB1, in our opinion, if Cook gets hurt. So let's let's just move on real quick. So right now we're in our dynasty draft. We've already laid out what it is. We have our rookie draft coming up. We have the free agency coming up. Jeff doesn't have any picks in the first rounds for the reasons that he just explained. He traded them away for proven value. Um, what do you expect coming out of this? What I mean, how do you see your team moving forward? Oh, I mean, with with how much I've invested three years worth of picks, basically in all my trades. So if I don't, if my team's not making a push to win it this year, then I've wasted my time completely. You know, my team, I have to view my team as the number one team in the league, and anybody that thinks their team is better, you know, I mean. And I got to brush them off. You know, it's, you know, I mean, absolutely. And, and yeah, it's a but, perfect model. I, I want to point out the fact that. But it, and, it's not just built on the trades either. You know, some of it, it, it helped because I feel like I had a, like a, a valuable base of guys that I drafted through our original auction draft, like DK Metcalf, who's on the come, Miles Sanders, who's on the come, Evan Ingram, who's a, a supreme young tight end, tight end, and then a consistent receiver in Allen Robinson. All those guys are guys that I picked in the original draft and Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is another guy that I bought, even though I had, Lamar Jackson already in the bank and I was planning on him being my number one Russell Wilson was sold for too good of a value that I couldn't just pass it up and having both of those quarterbacks allowed me the flexibility to then turn Lamar Jackson into what I turned and then you turn him into Alvin Kamara who you picked on a closing window of right so don't don't be afraid to take value if value is there especially in a dynasty league you know don't just pass on value because you're already set there you know you can always turn value into something else in a dynasty league. and and the main point i just i just want to get to the the same thing that i know that you did because it's a very similar situation to what i was in is there was an open door and you walked through it absolutely you you saw the opportunity oh i'm not trying to walk through i'm trying to run through it (laughs) put your head down blow it down (laughs) i mean we'll see if you and that's the thing in that door is a jar and he's about to steamroll you and, see and your window and you're not diving all right. the way through. You're, you're and what Tom said, right. they're not known commodities, these draft picks. Yeah. If you have these draft picks as assets, but a lot of teams think that these assets are a lot higher than the known commodity for whatever reason, you take that, you move it to a known asset, and you get your window and you you dive through it. If it's off the second door, you know, second story balcony, who gives a shit what happens when you land? Absolutely. You know, 100%. it's 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 a good situation. You know, maybe maybe your name's gonna be below mine. You know, that's the way that 
that we have it <laughs> set up. I'm just gonna... That's what we're looking for. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, put it, put it and, so, and so just everybody who's listening, uh, right now Craig actually we, holds everyone. the trophy for the Dynasty League. But right now Jeff's making a really good push uh, yeah, to take it. Ab- absolutely, 100%. That's, and that's why you know I, I made my window. You know I, I lost a few pieces, so who knows? I don't think I'm going to be... Too close in it. Anything can happen, but you well, see that we'll window see. and you Still jump top through it. So I guess playoffs. I have a we'll question see. just as it relates to your in-season management, what you have planned. I mean, obviously, you're going for the championship, so that means yeah, so if you have an injury, you're selling off future assets, you're selling yeah. off current players. I mean, you, you have some depth, so you, you, you could probably sustain one or two injuries. But Yeah. the thing I mean, the thing is I don't have a lot of future assets like picks to try to make up that difference. If I run into trouble this year, I might be in <laughs> big trouble. And right. one of the things that – the gables are good. My, even though a lot of people, I would say generally our league is viewing my team right now as the consensus leader in the clubhouse. Yep, right but, next to mine, totally. But the issue, <laughs> the, the big issue that I think is the glaring weakness on my team is the fact that I have so much cap space committed to my team already, and I still need to fill out seven roster spots just to get to minimum. Yeah. Nine roster well, spots if I want to yeah. fill it all the way and, out. And that, that's really what makes a dynasty league yeah. very unique. Yeah, the salary part there's, of there's, you You're only allocated so many dollars, and then you have to take those allocated dollars and assign them to players, and you have to fit certain roster sizes. So Jeff's in the situation where really the roster that he has currently, and we'll post all of the rosters on uh, topshelffantasy.com. That'd be good. Get to the listeners to um, vote on it. Yeah, but Don't you'll you guys see what the salaries are and what the what the teams are. <laughs> we know where that first vote's going. And, vote and, for number two. And, <laughs> and you'll see that we have teams right now that are struggling to maintain cap space. Oh yeah. Um, and we'll get to them today. We're gonna we're gonna we're, hammer we're, on. We're, we're well, hoping I mean, to go through everybody. I'm I mean, Mango's still trying space. to find some food over there. But um, but I don't that, know how much Jeff has to talk about. But I would I would say with that. Like Jeff, yeah. good luck this year, one hundred percent. Like oh, thanks, we, we, no we, Jeff. I don't think luck's gonna yeah, I hope you do that. Yeah, I mean, you you have my Dalvin Cook and my Alexander yeah. Madison. I mean, if I mean, so. I mean, if we're talking rankings, I mean, I got four of the top ten guys in my opinion. You know, you're talking Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Miles Lamar Sanders, and Michael Thomas. You know, and listen, then a top five quarterback and a top five tight. I mean. Even with an injury or two, my team is still hard to beat. Michael you Thomas know? is going to drop every ball from Drew Brees, and then Lamar Burger. Which all we're, we're going to get at. Listen, let's the, get off. The, 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 the listeners are going to shut off. Yeah. Yeah. I said the interview out of, out of Drew Brees did not help my team's case all right. at all. Jeff, <laughs> I, I appreciate you coming on to the podcast. We appreciate it. Um, we're going to get another. Now we have 14 people that we want to go and interview. So I need you to go tap somebody and come up here and talk about their team. We're going to find some. Tell contender, him to come up right? here. We're gonna talk to Mango. Yeah, he's, another, uh, he's another contender. Another contender. Right. Name. Appreciate it, boys. Nicholas. Good luck. All right, Mango. Thanks, Jeff. Mango. We appreciate it. Thanks, loose. buddy. Take care. <laughs> hey, yes. I love that. That's good. That was awesome. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> what do you say? Uh, stay stay fluid. Stay loose. Stay loose. Oh, Mango, yeah, buddy. coming on. Our next right. guest is Mango, uh, and he has no draft picks in this draft because you know he's he's trying to do the same thing. Yes. How we doing, Top Shelf? He's just doing it at a slightly lower level than Jeff right now. Yeah, unfortunately, I think my team is probably in the mid-tier of the playoff teams, which is unfortunate because I did do a little bit of a push, trading some picks away to get a guy like Zach Ertz. Well, well, and that is it's so so. Let's let's pause real quick. So you are a team who built yourself. You came out of our auction league. You came out. You came out firing. You came out hot, um, and you built a team to win immediately. Mm-hmm. And you we didn't close. win, and you didn't win immediately, right? And you are now finding yourself in a position where you say, okay, listen, I have X, Y, and Z amount of assets. I need to get rid of those assets so I can get them for, again, known commodities, right? Because that's what Dynasty is, is don't take the variable. Take what's known, and that's what you did. You got rid of your variables, and you took what was known, and you traded some picks for Zachary. So, So explain... So give us a little thought process going behind the Zach Ertz trade. The Zach Ertz trade, I mean, what it came down to was I gave up the 2-7 this year, my second rounder next year, and Marvin Jones for Zach Ertz. My thought process was I felt like I had a lot of depth at wide receiver because I have Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, Tyler Boyd. And so my thought process was I can give up a fourth round, my fourth wide receiver, in exchange for a top five tight end to help push myself over that level. Because if not, I was rolling in the season with Christian Herndon, yeah. which with, is a complete unknown. Talking with, about with, unknowns. Uh, with, with, we always talk about the tight end landscape being an absolute oh, travesty yeah. in the NFL Shit at this show. point. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll go with that. So there <laughs> sure, are well, Scotty real, hates tight ends. So, so real, realistically, there are <laughs> I what, tight ends, but I hate, no, I hate I tight ends. And Ertz at tight end five this year could creep into that top three. 
100%. It's going to be, you know, uh, why can't I think of his name? Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, somebody else, and probably Ertz. Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews, maybe. You know, a couple guys that are maybe, but Ertz could easily creep back into that territory. He was one of the top two, two years ago. He was top, he was number two last year. Not last year, year before last year. And and, and so, just so everyone knows too, with the the, the fact that there is that that salary cap looming all over all of our heads, right? We, we, we hear Mango say that he's traded two second round picks for Zach Ertz and Marvin Jones. And a lot of people might scratch their head. However, the thing is, is Marvin Jones had what two years left on his contract yep. for nine bucks. It was very so. Cheap, yeah. So it's cheap. So you free so, up the money. So those salary, you know, you know, you pay those players, and if it's a cheap contract for a good value, that's why but you were able two, to get who you got. But also, two of second that. round picks are five bucks a pop. You know, and with our inflation for years and years, uh, years down the line, you're looking at more money than five a year. You you return Ertz, who you're probably paying what like thirty bucks, something like that. Thirty one dollars. There yeah. you go. I for mean, three years, I got snuffed into that. To be honest, I thought well, he had only two years left. Well, in, in, <laughs> I was still, much, still I was well much happier when I made the trade. Now I thought it was two years. It's so confusing to me <laughs> that you're offering me a third rounder for George. So, in in I, I actually want to talk about this for a second. So, you in in I like your team. I like your roster. Now, you at the coming out of the draft, I hated your team because mm-hmm. you had Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. Now you left out Stephon Diggs is on another team. Now you get Stephon Diggs. You got Adam Thielen. And you have Zach Ertz. So, what was it about Zach Ertz that was appealing to you that you felt I'm I'm going over the top with Zach Ertz? Right. So basically, it comes down to the fact that tight end is such a scarcity in fantasy football. And if I'm able to trade my fourth, fifth wide receiver on my team and a couple of second round picks to get a guy at a scarcity position that we know year in year out is going to produce, then I'm going to do that for my team. Yeah, you move, yeah, you move a bye week fill in for a week in week out. 10 plus point performance. And, and, and this goes yeah, back to anybody playing Dynasty. Take your known commodity, yep. right? I mean, take take the guys who you don't know what they're going to be, right? I so, mean, you traded a couple of seconds and maybe a wide receiver three for a tight end one. You know what right. I mean? You don't know what those seconds are going to be. Now, you know, what you did with your first, I mean, that was, and we're not going to get into it. Oh, no, I want to get but into you it. You get into oh, it. Okay, <laughs> I'm okay, upset. Okay, we'll get Please, into, we didn't want to we'll shame you. Your first. Yeah. We we'll didn't want a terrible first. shame. So, so Mango, in, 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 I will say one thing, our, our league is very, very active, and you find this in, in a majority of Dynasty League, is that every single person is baked into the Dynasty League very hard. And Mango, you ended up trading your first round pick, and I'll, I'll let you walk through that process. Yeah. So basically, the trade it was between me and Tom, and the way the way the trade yeah, yeah it was the way the trade went down was <laughs> I had been drinking, and Tom no. liquored me up. No, at the time because about midway <laughs> through the Cos season, beat him, baby. I came firing out of the gates. In this well, we league. can cut that out. <laughs> yeah, we'll be good. It's know. fine. Yeah. Right. yeah, but um, I came firing out of gates in this league, and it was about mid season when me and Tom tra- made the trade just before the trade deadline, and my team was number one in the league at the time and what I did was and Tom's team was like the third worst at the time so what I did was I traded away my first round pick and Larry Fitzgerald who ended up being a nothing burger for Kareem Hunt and Tom's second round pick so my thought process was that Kareem Hunt is going to go out and find a new team the next year I'm going to get an RB1 stud for moving back six picks and losing uh, basically wide receiver four or five and how'd that work out for you well, well, well no, honestly, listen, he did. I'm, I'm, no, no, no. And I'm going to break this down for Mango because he did not set himself up for this. So our league gives. So we're an auction league, and you go into free agency, and you're given certain multipliers. Like you're, if you own the player the previous year, you have a better advantage at signing that player. Mango now owns that advantage at signing Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt was on a two-year deal. He backed up Nick Chubb, who who Mango owned. If any one of those those Browns running backs faltered, Kareem Hunt was going to do great. If Kareem Hunt goes to another team, Kareem Hunt's going to do great. Kareem Hunt's contract is up in our Dynasty League. When that contract's up and he goes to another team, Mangos basically has first dibs on him. So I actually think that Mango made the right move in the decision for his team that it was. And again, this really goes back to known commodities versus variables. Mango gave up variables for a known commodity and something that he knew that was going to win. Well, I'll tell you, I think that yeah, Kareem I'll, Hunt I'll is actually thing, bound for a really one, good year this One year. known thing about Kareem Hunt, though. Yeah. Can't me and, stay on me the field. And, me and Dow's... Wait, what? 
I was just going to say he can't stay on the field. I mean, he's got a lot of off-field issues. Right. It'd be a lot cooler right. if he stopped kicking women, for sure. Well, oh. yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> that's a, that's yes. a big thing about Kermit. And yeah, getting but, arrested for yeah. drugs and all that. Yeah, I mean, if he could avoid that, I'd he's, probably really appreciate it. He's a top it. 10 talent running back in the league. Correct. And that, and that was my thought process. And at the point, at that time, I thought, I'm trading for a guy that's going to a new team and going to be the guy on a team. And then they threw the first round tender on him, and they didn't even consult me about yeah. it, which I didn't appreciate. And, but, <laughs> I know, which is honestly <laughs> disrespectful. It's, it's so pretty rude. rude. So rude. They're like, I dropped back, I thought it was going to be like six picks, but it turned out to be like ten, because so, Tom's team picked it up, and I came in fifth. So I did have one. But, <laughs> well, I mean, listen, here, here's the thing, is that you still have first dibs, basically, in my opinion, at Kareem Hunt, and he's going to go there. So, Mango, I got to let you go here. Yep. Give uh, give I don't know one. if you want to wrap anything up, make it, make a couple last statements. I think you got a strong team going into the year. You may not have the draft picks, but, again, you, you took the you took the uh, known commodities over the variables. Absolutely. And I still do have draft picks in the future, unlike Jeff, where I tried to build up my team. So, I well, think that is yeah. a little different. So, that's that's where I wanted to, what I want to get with uh, on just on your way out. How do you think this year and in the future you stack up against Jeff? Because it's kind of you guys making the push for this year. Right. It looks like it, at least in the, in the early going. I mean, I feel Oof. pretty good about some of my core pieces that include, like, Nick Chubb on a $32 deal, which in our league is a steal for a guy like that. Yep. So I think I have a lot of core pieces, and I think next year's free agency is going to be interesting when my guys Thielen and Diggs bounce into free agency. Obviously, I get the advantage on them, but it will be interesting to have all that cap space for this whole league. Next year's fan free agent draft is going to be wild. Yeah. Well, yes. we're going to bring wild. this up. We're going to bring this every year and talk about it. Mango, thank you very much for joining. No problem, guys. Appreciate, appreciate you, you coming. On. You guys right. crush it. Everybody buy them. <laughs> buy them. Yep. Buy them. Buy our free subscriptions. Yeah. Please. Yes. Go, please, please. Go get buy Patreon. All right. Can, we're going to welcome. Actually, we we'll pay you to, we are to go on our site. to the stage. <laughs> um, so stage left. this that. guy here. So the first two <laughs> players had no picks in the draft. This guy here <laughs> might have 69 picks <laughs> in this draft, even though it's impossible. But the, this kid here has traded so much shit. The entire year. So it's a fourteen-team league. We got four rounds. Well, that's we're bringing stock He's texting right picks. now to trade even more picks. And, and, yeah. well, and this is cars. Fourteen of them last I checked. Yeah. Could be so lower. I think it's lower now. I think it's eleven. Yeah. So we talked about cars before, and and he's crazy. A little but bit. He's right here. Yeah. How's it going, guys? Yeah. So thanks so, for the introduction. So cars, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna try and speed this up a bit. Just yeah, I'm, because I'm we don't want to make you. it too too long. Yes, sir. But uh, carves, yeah, carves is our our animal house player. Uh, he's got uh, so we have a minimum and a maximum amount of rosters, and carves has uh, more picks to uh, you know not fill either of those requirements. So carves, how do you how do you plan on fixing that? It's going to be interesting, right? Like, we all know this, right? It's, it's going to be a process, and um, I'm looking at it a little differently, I think, than the majority of people in the league. Yeah, uh, you're looking like, a, like an idiot, and we're looking at like a smart people. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what we're looking at the Dallas. I have, I have to respect that um, and kind of respect that opinion. But I think uh, there got to a point last year where I maybe had, in, let's say, an overcrowded roster, excuse me, roster in terms of individual roster, roster, um, in terms of individuals that were going to be in a position that were going to be very successful, but had nothing else to back it up. So I had to do something uh, to kind of take care of that disparity. And I, I quickly moved on from Michael Thomas. Um, I moved on from Philip Lindsay before the fucking season started. Yes, Craig. Thank you. I'm talking to you. Craig. We've talked about that trade more than once, I'm they, sure, on this let podcast. Me, let me a play, oh, play off I had that, to mention yeah. it. Um, Plenty, there, there's a stigma waving around <laughs> my head about Philip Lindsay, and they will not let me forget. Craig, it. Craig, he won a championship, but we still won't let him like slide. I on. did help him win that championship. I, in that, in the Dwayne Washington trade, that was the thing. The Dwayne Washington that Mars, was actually maybe more. Mars is helping everybody win rosters, yeah. uh, win championships, with just renting out roster space. Um, yeah, just no. I, yeah, that's honestly what it's been. I've taken some caps on. So, Craig, um, do you want to win? Because like, I can just take your bad players for you. <laughs> I don't think a fourth round. Pick. Jeff, do you want to win? I'll just like I'll <laughs> it's all picks. He's giving his players away. Yeah, I, I'll say this for sure that um, you know it's been a process. I, I got maybe a little too intoxicated on that initial uh, draft night, so it put me at a disadvantage because <laughs> the first maybe seven picks in my draft went well. Uh, beyond that, it got a little choppy, um, and because my team sucked. I had to make the decision to either fucking sit there in that shitty position and fucking be like Chris Tully and pick fifth every year, <laughs> or I had to make a real decision and move forward with a team that was maybe eventually either going to get a top pick or move forward into a playoff spot. Shots so, fired at Chris well, Tully, who has, has yet shot. to arrive at our Lake Shore weekend. Chris? And, and, and just just real quick, let's let's yes, get sir. into some real dynasty talk, right? Mm -hmm. So we had already Please. already talked about Jeff Mango. Uh, oh wow. Um, oh, we already talked about them selling future assets 
for known commodities. <laughs> yes. Carbs was on the opposite end of that, saying, I have known commodities, and I want them for draft picks. So, Carbs, what is it that you see in the draft picks that, that makes you better? And we're going to – you you go through that, wrap you up. Dickie, you're going to come in right after that. Oh, man, that's a little fast. But have you got well, we got to we, – I know you're moving. I got you. Little, Listen, we're, we're so here's my move. thing. Um, at the end of the day – There's a game out there that I really Okay. okay, so back to what I'm talking about. Um, more importantly, yeah, I think at the end of the day, what's really important and really understanding what my process was and my strategy is that at the end of the day, draft picks give you an opportunity in our league to get a, a, a quality, an ideal player with a lot of talent on a very minimal deal um, in terms of their actual contract value, and that's something that's really important to me um, based on trying to build a team that will allow me not only flexibility and free agency, but the ability to maybe take some of these assets, either young players or draft picks, and trade them for a player like a Michael Thomas yes. or an Alvin Kamara who's been traded in our league recently, right, that has a little bit of a steeper contract, like a 40 or a $50 deal. Um, and to be able to take that on, I need to have either talented young players or players on cheaper deals and to give me that flexibility. Um, to me, at some point in the process, I thought that was most necessary especially given where my team was at and where it was going to be going. I took on more picks than you can imagine. I got eight fucking picks in the first, excuse me, eight, uh, I think 28 in 2022. Yeah. So I own 33% yeah. of that draft. So, so that, I got too many picks this year. Well, you, well, then, well, should we talk that, this year real quick? Well, no, no, no. no, no, no. Just, I, just, just, real, just real quick, Craig. Yes, sir. And, and then, Craig, right after, um, this is what the Dynasty League is. Is you know that certain players are going for a certain amount of years for a certain amount of money, and you have a certain amount of cap that you have to meet. Yeah. And you get rid of those picks, and you get rid of those years for quality players, right? If you know you're not a team to compete, go and get your assets and build your team. Stop being the seventh team in but, your league. But, yeah, don't but be the middle on the, guy. On, on the flip no side, Craig, Craig, you go ahead. The, the, and, the point yeah. what I was trying to say is, is that Carbs is taking an opposite approach where there is times that you see the window open, you're going to jump through it. But if you know that that window is closed, let's bring as much as you possibly can in-house. Right. Early. Sell so that you can sell it off later. So sell he off has, veteran he has however many picks he has. I think we said we said it was eight. First round picks in one year. At some point, you're going to invest Cars is going in those. to have not a single player over the age of 24 You're going to invest in those young guys, and then you're going to oh, yeah. trade those first round picks for known commodities at that time. And then that's what Dynasty is called, building a dynasty. To make every one yeah. of your listeners feel better, I believe in known commodities. I traded known commodities for a chance to draft fucking seven of them. Yes. Right? Yeah. Later, ideally, later on, seven you're, you're going to have your run. three, right, Craig? And, and then run. I have a chance to take those three commodities, win, and also take any additional draft assets. And when it's all said and done, hopefully I can make another move and hopefully bring on a talented player yeah. like an Alvin and, 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 and I look and forward I think, to that. I think Carves and I are both in the same situation. We're in a real, you made, it, you made that pivot are, are big time, same, Tom, for sure. Same, same position. All right, so we get a lot of movement going up here. Um, I don't see another guest that we get jumping on real quick. Uh, Dickie. Um, Can I tell you who right, I'm so, taking? So let's let, – no, no, no. Let's Thank you, Dickie. boys. Hey, hey awesome. Hey, everyone, please. Thank no, you. seriously, Tom and Craig and uh, Corey – Dows, I'm sure people know him as, and Scotty Biss. So, man, you guys Nobody are unbelievable. You're fantastic. You guys do a great job. I listen to you guys all the time. Um, everyone out there, please check in. Please tune in. Subscribe, comment, do whatever you can. Share. Um, they, these guys do a fantastic and job. And please I also go check out Zach Caravelle's Wine Corner and Vineyard. Oh, my man. Look at the backyard. I was rolling. I was helping the TSF, baby. One. Come on. Do them both. But seriously, you guys are the best. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Right, thank, thank you very cars. much for coming. Appreciate you, brother. All right. So, we are actually going to welcome in. Um, somebody that we've the king of kings, we've the treasurer of the league. We've made the king Scotty. of short it, shorts. You, Scotty, you introduced him. My shorts yeah, are so way um, than his. this is my best man at my wedding, my best friend, um, Richard. He kind of gets, you know, sometimes people think he's a dyke, but he's should, a, should, we, <laughs> should we look well, away? He's a I man. Don't know if Do you guys want your own say room? that on here? Yeah, no. Uh, I think we approve. We do have words, not just horrible slander of. So we've we've talked to Geet all the time. <laughs> on our podcast, and this is Dicky right now Trust live, and he was on a podcast last summer actually in August. Oh, his so. name is Richard Richard Laflamme the third. Scotty, Scotty, Hi. take How a little doing? bit more time. You you welcome in. You haven't talked much, so you oh, you yo, that's fine. Okay, all right. Fine. I'll talk. I'll talk Dicky in. All right. I'll walk Dicky in. Um. All right. So Richard. 
Thomas. How you doing? How you doing, buddy? I love you. I love you, too. Um, Pronounced Timmis. So one of the most interesting things in our Dynasty League, right, is is that we have multiple year contracts, right? So we went through our inaugural draft. We, you had to have six players. You have not figured deal. out how to say inaugural. I have not. I still can't either. I can say inaugural. In- so in- you had, we had certain parameters that we had to meet. Parameters. Six players at, at four years, three players, uh, six players at three years, two players at two years. Sure. You are you Wrong, find okay. yourself in an interesting situation from my perspective that you may <laughs> not be built to win a roster, but you have two of the best. Best running backs in the entire league. So how do you feel in 2020? You stack up, and both of those players are free agents in 2021. So this is something uh, funny because I feel like the rest of the league does not understand. We do hometown discounts. We also do playoff team discounts, right? So I was, you know, one of the people, uh, yourself included, Tom, we, we, we worked towards a um, uh, uh, spreadsheet calculator to show how this works out, right? Because if you have a player up for auction and you have the home drive discount, what the hell does that mean? So it's just an arbitrary like number when you think about it, et cetera. And, and so home drive discount multiplier is what? Correct. Yeah, hometown, I, yeah. So hometown discount is basically it's like a 1.2 multiplier, whatever. I'm not going to go into discounts, but, it, but, it, but all I'm saying is that when putting this stuff together, it was something that I realized that I can offer Saquon Barkley, right? So for everyone who's listening, we have a um, salary budget of $300. Well, I offer, you know, two of the top players in leagues, Saquon and Zeke, uh, contracts of upwards of, you know, $70 plus. So in Which this I example- Which I think are the standard. Yeah, well, for, 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 for like for, for your, your, your high, yeah. high, high pay, pay contracts. So my point being is that next year when I want uh, to, to retain Saquon Barkley, I'll offer him the same exact co- contract of $71, and I'm going to give him for four years. But okay? the perceived value. But the perceived value is going to give him this. The uh, so I'm going to offer him seventy-one dollars. Same exact thing. But you, Tom, who may be saving up all your money, you have to offer him ninety dollars to gain his contract. Right. Now that's me staying baseline. Now can I that's offer? That's just hometown. If you make the playoffs, well, that, well no, okay. that, that, that's so, the same thing. But, so, but, but, but let me finish my thought. My thought is, I can then even go extract. I can I can add five more dollars, and that's going to go tenfold of what you have to offer him so i can push people to pay these players a hundred dollars a year go for right. it go for it right and, but and, and, and this to do that is to cripple your team exactly would you like to spend exactly. half your salary on one player please go do that no. and i might okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. so so hold on i want to get into this sure because i think it is an incredibly smart and underrated way to view our 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 starting draft right so yep. We knew you go in, you have X amount of dollars that you can spend on players. That was my we strategy. We knew that going forward, you had an advantage to re-signing said players. Yep. What we didn't know was what that advantage was. Dickie knows what the advantage is. And Dickie, you are, Touching you this. couldn't be, mo- well, I mean, I don't believe that. I think you let him do it. I'm not, actually. Um, I did a lot of research. <laughs> I actually, I actually, so, so actually, I but, finish your thought. I got Dickie it. Dickie told but, me this at the draft, thank so it, thank but you. But you are moving forward right now yep. with Zeke Elliott and Saquon Barkley sure. on your roster for Pretty, however long you want them for. Sure. Pretty much locked So up. we move into the 2020 rookie draft. Mm-hmm. How are you looking to bolster your roster? How are you looking to compete? Yeah, that's a that's a, a great. <laughs> that's I was touching my chest. Um, that's a that's a that's a a, a great question. So, uh, I do look at it, this. Sounds <laughs> this, no no no. It it, it 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 sounds so stupid, know. right? Because no, I do know. I think oh, it sounds so silly, right? Because we're talking about fantasy football, right? There's a, lot, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's, there's, I know, I know, but there's a lot of scouting that goes into this, right? There's a lot of talking to people, reading, reading, you know, reading articles, right? And it's not just taking, Top Shelf Fantasy. uh, Top Shelf Fantasy. Actually, you know what? I have used your guys' um, uh, rankings. I thought it was great. I thought it's great. Yeah, absolutely. I really, I really have. So, so anyways, I'm focusing on that. But what I'm saying is that you take all these things and then you morph that into what, you know, what you believe are going to be, you know, prime players. And not just that, it's that, you know, you, Again, it's just a lot of reading, a lot of understanding, like what these players are, and then opportunity. Opportunity is one of the biggest things. So everyone laughed at me when I took what Terry McLaurin last year. I took him for <laughs> uh, yeah, I took him you for three years. Three years. Better. I knew exactly who he was. Actually, he was the number one person on the Washington Redskins. He was I never the only person. Yeah, he was the only person. DJ Shark also 
just opportunity. Opportunity was there. So I took both these players, and these players I took for long contracts at literally $1 and $2 respectively. And it's basically, it's, you have to look at opportunity. It's not about, it's not about like, oh, they're great, they're good. It's like, it's looking at, hey, can they have the opportunity to be the second wide receiver in their team first? Well, well, and the way that you, well, way that you, you did you, it is you took rookies at $1 or $2. You're damn that right. That will never happen again. For premier talents with the way that we're doing. But it can when you start to look at the, the way draft. that we're doing. No. But when but, you look at a draft. If you're going to grab a fourth rounder, sure. But Terry McLaurin would not be a fourth rounder. Diggy, you, you, in a rookie you draft. bring up an excellent point of what opportunity means in the NFL, right? Absolutely. You're a starting wide receiver on a bum team. Wide receiver. Yeah. You're Terry McLaurin on yeah. a crappy Situation matters. Team. Okay, but what? All right, so let's just go with this, right? But so in a free, no, but Dicky, we're not disagreeing with you. Yeah, but he I'm saying he is a talented. Not. He is a talented rookie, absolutely. Who is going to receive his the, target the share, share is high. So, Dicky, what's your first pick this year? Oh, geez, wait. Uh, Number like one. Sorry, oh, yeah. No, so I want to say Dicky spent a lot of money on Zeke and Barkley, but he made up with that in Terry McLaurin. Oh, and for sure. D- d- did you chart? So if he had spent fifty on each of them, that, then he would have like, spent twenty on right, a wide receiver. Yeah. That's tough isn't that the other one. I wanted to also say for Dickie, for his I mean, the way that he drafted is the way that you should probably approach your inaugural inaugural draft if you're going to do a dynasty league. You grab these premier talents on high salaries, and then you as, as long as you're doing a hometown discount kind of situation, absolutely the exact way that you did it is perfect because you're going to give yourself the option to retain yeah. them if you need to. Yeah. Or let them go if something goes wrong. So the, the last thing I want to say is that so, where, I'm, where I'm approaching this draft right now is the same exact way. It's all about looking at that deep talent. So I've actually kind of, you know, throw digs at both of you guys and basically saying, and, like, and listen, Dickie. I'm literally looking at the later guys. And I understand. I'm looking at the depth charts. I'm understanding where's the opportunity. And so that's where I'm looking at. And I can't much, wait. That's why I traded for this. It, as much okay. as I hate you in fantasy football. Thank you. You did. They did. They just fist bumped. All right. So all right. Sorry, yeah. All right, Dicky. We love you being on yep. the podcast. Yep. We gotta let you go. We're gonna try. And, we're trying to flip everybody in and out real quick. So we get Tyler coming up next. Dicky, thank you. Number one slack. Thank you guys, and, and uh, it, it, I love you all. Hey, listen. If there's anybody has room, thank you, Dicky. I'm not room for think, Jeff or Thank uh, you for it. having Sorry one more dollar for DJ Shark. Um, Tyler, All right. So we have we have Tyler right Former tap basketball champion. And current number one the top most, shelf and Slack super fan. No doubt about it. The, the most disconnected player uh, from fantasy. Only person uh, who has football. not made a trade in and, this year's and draft. I'm, I'm and, actually, in the, in the hold, end, it hold, could better. I actually, just, just hold on. Let's time up. Can I yes, ask you guys a question? Just, just time Always. Up. I'm going to have Scotty come over here. I want the question. Come take my seat. And uh, we got Tyler on on the call. We're going through through the uh, the motions here, and uh, yeah. All right. Well, while you guys do that, Tyler, what's your question? So, in terms, like I just heard you talking about Dickie, in terms Richard. of guys like Terry McLaurin, I mean, how much of luck was that? I mean, what what are the chances that he actually hit on that? I mean, I know that he very lucky picked a guy that oh, very. ended up working. He, he was, was confident joke. that it was going to work. But I'd like to see of all the players he's been confident that are going to work, how right. many have actually panned oh, out and how many will pan out. Oh, I'd love to right. get a rundown of other players that he thought no. were going to be great and just 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 weren't. Honestly, but but podcast, that's I wanted to but see that's the point. Right? Players in the last that's six the years. that's the but point that try, Tyler's if he's, trying to make. But if he's able to sit there and say, okay, Washington Redskins, no wide receivers. They had Paul Richardson last year, and then they draft Terry McLaurin. Well, Great. and their quarterbacks it's a, between freaking half. It's a smart idea to identify a team with weak wide receivers on their roster and a quarterback who's going to hope to throw the ball, whether it's Case Keenum or Dwayne Haskins. Who cares? But the point is but, his luck. Is yes. That there is not there was, only as much research as we possibly can do, uh, you know, whatever you want to go in-depth. Yeah. There's nothing concrete. Say you have a bunch of second-round picks. Yeah. You know, it's all luck. A lot of it is luck. And, and as much as he can look at the situation that Terry McLaurin's in, you know, all of you guys – are examining, you know, players on depth charts and who's going to, you know, get a lot of touches and everything like that. You all knew that Terry McLaurin was going to be in the situation that he was going to be in in mm-hmm. terms of a chance to have a lot of touches. Straight up, I didn't think he had the chops to do it. And you didn't think he had the chops to do it, but you knew that there was a possibility yeah, that was, there was right. little competition yeah. But you can, there, you can right. look back on it. If you're the guy who takes it and he, and he pans out and then you just go revisionist history on it and you say, right. yeah, of course, <laughs> I knew he was going to be nasty. So, so but I, if he stinks, you're like, well, no, I took a risk. I and, just think to look at it like Dickie you know, took these top-tier guys who are you know, undoubtedly going to be good. 
like, just to say his strategy was solid, I mean, he got very lucky with these I guys. just think his strategy as far as Zeke and Saquon was solid. Absolutely. I, listen, I mean, I'm fine with listen, that. Yeah. I, I don't think that's even refutable at I this had, point. I had moved off so that you guys could talk, but I, I didn't particularly believe in that. I, I, I prefer depth. I don't like to just put a ton on, on certain, you know, a couple players. Um, but that's just, that's just my take on it. I like to have a lot of depth, spread the money around. Absolutely. Um, and for, you know, for whatever reason, you're right. It was luck. He, he, you know, he, he did have a pretty good team this year. We'll see what happens next year. But he essentially tied up half his salary on two players. It's true, too. This yeah. is true. Yeah. If yeah. one of them goes down with an ACL, I wouldn't cooked. particularly give that advice to build a dynasty team on. So, see, I do dis- I disagree can, in the sense that happen. if you put them on one-year contracts and you're doing the hometown discount the same that we do, you have a huge advantage. You know, maybe you, maybe you eat it for a year and you don't win that year, but if you think they're not going to bounce back, you cut them. Yeah. Sure. Or you do exactly what Dickie said. He said, I'm going to bid people up. They're going to spend $100 to resign them, or I'm going to keep them at my current value. Right. Oh, that that now is going to work out for him. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, because of yeah. the way that our, the, this crazy but dynasty I want to stop talking about Dickie. I want to talk more about Tyler's team. Oh, yeah, too. for sure. Can, can, so, I, can I ask one more question before? Because I'm going to be honest no. with you. you this know, is your time. No? Yes, you can. I'm time. just saying, like, I... I I clearly have been less in the loop than anyone in here by a wide margin in terms of the players in this league. In terms of this league, what is the best way to be successful? Is it to concentrate more on the rookie draft and accumulate draft picks, or is it to manage your budget better and to have free agents? It's who, the latter. So personally, I think one hundred. Well, I think okay. it's one hundred percent the latter. The latter. Yeah. Just I was just going to say it's too early to tell. I no, mean, I don't. I, I think managing your budget is. By far one of the most important. Like we went, we set out, and I've said this multiple times. We set out to create a dynasty league, and what we did is create a salary cap budget league where the budget's the primary concern for everybody. Just, yeah, whether your your goal is to just fill out your roster to have twenty two guys and make sure that your starting players are viable, or to spread your money around wisely and make sure that you have a, a handful of good starters and backups, whatever. Managing your budget is super important, but I'm not sold that it's the only thing that matters if if that makes sense i suppose what, what like in terms like percentage wise if you were going to put like percentages on like how much 70, the draft 30, matters and how much 80, budgeting and free agency matters what i would think you the say? draft is going to fi- wind up being highly inconsequential as far sure. i mean yes this year but that could change i mean if you get 101 well, and this you have year a saquon, is one of the best drafts but if you have a, but we don't have a saquon we don't have a zeke this year we don't sure. have a we don't have a a, a generational talent it, that's coming. That's coming like out. Corey Davis, like Corey Davis. Yeah, <laughs> but, does, was, but but you know what I mean, but though. But like, does, this is this is a deep draft, and there's a lot of talent across the board. But it's not the one elite guy that everybody has to have. If if there was a Saquon Barkley or a Zeke Elliott, Jeff would not have traded out of 101. Never would have happened. Oh, oh no. No. no, no, and it would have taken and like no four first round picks to get right, there. Right, exactly. And the draft would become far more important this year alone. I think you could easily say that managing your salary and budget is more important. I'm, the 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 data set's too small for me to say it as a whole. I would like think ne- next down year, the line. But next year you go Travis oh, Etienne uh, or Travis Trevor yes. Lawrence and Travis Etienne. Yeah, Etienne's the guy to have. People are going to sell out for him because the draft isn't deep. Yeah, but l- let's say that you do have that one like Saquon Barkley type talent. You're st- like an average person in the league still cannot be depending on the draft because agreed one out of 14 or maybe two out of 14. If you have two great rookies no, are going to benefit from it. A million percent agreed. So I think about, like based on that logic, you have to say that the salary management is far more important than the draft right. itself. Yep. No, I mean, it totally is. But if you can position yourself to have the assets to trade for that one Oh one, when you see that identifiable player that, that trend, like, you know, transcendent talent, so you can you like you can just never say maybe it's eighty twenty maybe it's ninety ten even but you can never say it's a hundred zero. Certainly not. Right? Yeah, but right. I mean I, I think in terms of the rookies like if you just look back at all the rookies that have been taken and all the guys who are like highly ranked dynasty players you know preseason you know so many of them don't pan out. The like, high risk. The flip yeah, side. I mean, well, oh, hundred percent high risk. But the flip side for me is if you have a weakness on your roster and you think that you can address it through the draft and you can pay our pre-slotted draft salaries for rookies and it's beneficial to you versus spending high dollars for a free agent, then yeah, the, the draft has significant importance for me. I'll just talk about myself personally. I know I need to address my wide receiver position more than anything else. So if I can draft a wide receiver at one Oh three and pay, you know, wh- whatever it is, $20 versus going into free agency and potentially having to spend 30 or 40, yeah, then I'm, I'm doing Parker. both, you know, managing my salary and addressing it in the draft. So they're, they're intertwined, you know? 
Yeah, I just I just think to depend on like it could work out, but to depend oh, on the draft. No, even, I, I agree. even if you're at pick 103, if your you goal still, is to depend on the draft, you're doing somehow. Something. Tyler in the last 10 minutes has convinced me he has the right idea. Yeah, just it, don't look. <laughs> I mean, just let it happen. That, that's not what. I, yeah, but I'm just saying, like in you know, overall, Tyler also has the benefit of having a solid team. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's he's a, a, he's good. Honestly, dark team, horse. You need the draft. DJ Moore, Kenny Galladay as wide receivers to go I'm into the dark your future. Horse. It's like solid guys. Uh, yeah, they're solid guys. DJ Moore's a top 12. Yeah. No yeah. He has Devin you, Singletary on four dollars. I've tried to trade stinks. him a few times. All right. All right. So um, listen, we're gonna start off with Tyler um, right now. Thank we, you for thanks coming for having on. me. Oh. We're gonna bring in a guy who just showed up today. Um, we're gonna bring in a guy who stinks at fantasy football. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. He doesn't stink <laughs> at fantasy football. The he prop- just loves the Packers. It, it, <laughs> th- thank you. This is this is this is my it's solid team, man. <laughs> they're they're a solid team. Sure. Okay. Fine. With Aaron Rodgers when he's on a high level, which he hasn't been in the last couple of years. My my biggest question to you is, why do you have so many Packers on your team? I think I only have two Packers on my team. Well, is it because I just have Rodgers and Adams? Is it because you are a fudge Packer for a long time? You guys, you guys are posing this question the wrong way. Chris, how do you think that you're going to compete this year? Uh, well. Exactly. I, I went. I, so I went. In, I went yeah, into. So, it's a harder so I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not making. <laughs> yeah. I don't really think I'm gonna. <laughs> so I, I initially went in up until a couple of weeks ago, thinking you know that I was gonna be, uh, you know, have a shot. You know, add a couple of pieces and maybe get into the, the top four. Never, never know. It's what like happens. when your employer asks you what your five year no, no, plan no, is no, and no, you no, have no, nothing. Nothing. He works at Hooters. Real quick. Oh, so I, you know, I'm definitely not oh, with with. With a couple of the teams that are in this league right now, there's no shot that I, my team, regardless of who I draft or sign, is going to get up well, there. Well, they're trading so. your first round pick. Well, well, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Let's okay. So listen, we we everybody makes fun of Tully, <laughs> but Tully, you have one of seven, yep. and you have one thirteen. Yep. And a good spot you, to be in. You How many have, times are you going to pick AJ Dillon? But you have you you are in a position right now to build your team for the future, and you have. Picks in which you can bolster your team for the future, and you can right? Take oh, yeah. you're, you're, and you're in Love. a good. You're I'm in a good, in a good spot. spot. I'm, in a good, I'm in a good spot where I can get te- players that not only will help impact my team right away, but will also be solid ads. So to yeah, help my team going so, forward. And, and and so we've asked a couple people on this, right? Uh-huh. Like at 107, what are you looking at? Uh, one of my biggest uh, one of my biggest holes on my team right now is running back. So. Depending on who's available there, I'd, I'd probably be looking at running like, back. But if, I got this if, guy if, for if, you, like, JD like McKissick. Guy, if my guy is there. not right there, you know, then I'll address another spot. And so you're, run, you're essentially with, approaching with like a, a value with, approach versus a needs approach. Sure, it, it's, kind a, it's, it's kind of it's it's kind of a combination of, t- of of both because I have a specific guy, a specific running back in mind for one seven. If Can't that guy's not yeah, there. If that if that guy's not there, there's no. Tell you, I already know your no entire point, plan. There's no point in. Listen, Tully's been successful in the past. Let's not just. <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on. One quarterback leagues, I roll it. Let, and let's get back to Chris. And, and Chris, at one seven, you have a guy in mind, and if he's not there, if he's if he's not there, I switch it. You know, there's no no point in um, over overcompensating just because you need to fill a spot. No, like right. if you have if you have another. Another option lower in the draft that you feel like you could fill the spot, then you do that and you go and you go best available at that point. So yeah, I mean, and, and, and I agree, and and this is just real. Dallas is giving me the wave in the face. <laughs> uh, this is where I agree is where you're in a dynasty league and you may be in a spot to draft the player and it may not fit your roster, but you take best available, right? Sure. Because at some point in time, that player is going to be on your starting roster. And now, as we've already said in our previous uh, podcast, we're a one quarterback, two flex league. Mm-hmm. So at worst, Chris, you draft the guy at 107 that doesn't fit your immediate need of running back. And you let's say you draft a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. That's a flex spot. Right. Oh, yeah. And that Easy. is one of it's... the better flex spots in the league. And well, what's your especially, especially with me yesterday having Debo go down with a broken foot. Exactly. You, know, you never know. Like, that's another. So having that depth there, you know, it, it helps tremendously. You, you know, have two with picks. That double, with that double 
double flex, that's a huge game changer. Yeah, and I think you having actually 107 and 113 is is huge. And 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 I just want to point this out real quick you to all of our dynasty leaguers out there that quality means far more than quantity. You know, yep. it, Tyler joins the the bench over here and he says no, he doesn't <laughs> want to talk. Um, but Chris, I think you have a lot of quality in the first round. Oh, I, I, I think that the quality that you have in the first round is only going to improve your team. You're, you're not in a position where you're going to hurt your team. Right. Now, you can hurt your team by trading them, but I don't think you're going to do that. So, Chris, if you had to put your chances, where do you think you're going to finish God this damn year? it, that was my question. <laughs> <laughs> where I'm going to finish? Hopefully middle of the pack. But Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Know. You don't want to finish in the middle. So your the ideal I, finish spot is middle of the pack. You hate good draft picks and you hate well, finishing he, so well. Anything well, can here's happen. Thing, you finally but, get rid of A.J. Green. You finally have something. So here's something the thing. Really you know, six or nine. <laughs> yes. Six or nine. Nice. <laughs> there you go. You. See, that's the thing. Like, I, kn- I know my team's not good enough to compete for a, for a championship spot, for a title spot. That's not true. But my team's also not bad yeah, enough. That's true. But my team's also not bad enough. So I guess, I guess realistically... My my goal or my hope is to sneak into the playoffs and see what the fuck happens. You know, you never yeah. know. Exactly. Get yeah, to the playoffs and anything can freaking happen because I did not have the best team last year. So there, there's an interesting thing. Would you rather, as a middle-of-the-pack team, sneak into the playoffs and then grab hometown discount plus playoff boost discount? Or would you rather get a high pick if you could sneak into the top four of the draft? I think it, it depends on the draft class coming up. Win it, man. It, it absolutely depends on the draft class coming up. There's not a lot... From what uh, I can you're see essentially asking between player retention versus player acquisition, right? And and yeah, and there's two players he, in this draft that I know are identifiable as it's supposed to be a deep defensive draft, not that, offensive. Yeah, that we don't, don't care. Yeah, that doesn't help. We're not that. IDP, right. baby. Right. <laughs> so so yeah. So at that point, you want you want to get because there's a lot of free agents that are coming available within the next year year or two. So you want that to get is as many. Correct. You want to get as many of those bonuses as you can. On contract value, yeah, and 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 Chris, one of the things that we, we rag on you quite a bit, but one of the things that it's I mostly one of our notice. it's is, one of our main is, segments is is Chris, you are very good at identifying value and where that value comes from. I think you did a really good job this year. Hey, at one hundred seven and one thirteen, I think that you have a job good. So listen, a, a good I, job. I I and and in in here in in here's here's the problem problem right now that we're running into is we've had probably seven of our league mates on on the call uh the rest of them all playing volleyball i don't think we're getting them on here so i think we're gonna call the podcast here um it's been fun for sure so i think after the draft is gonna be really interesting i mean maybe we'll do a podcast yeah maybe some post-draft reflection stuff goes Uh, and and see how's that Once ended the up. Keg I mean, is Chris, after Chris, a little more banged up and crying, you, you, Chris, <laughs> is there any chance you you trade out of one of those spots? Not out of one seven. That that for sure. One and one thirteen probably not. Yeah, because I, I just don't see, I just don't see the value that I could get back that would be worth it for me. What do you have for cap compared yeah, to the no, compared no. to the player I could take there? Yeah, actually, no, that's, an that's, question. that's fine. What do you have for oh. cap space this year? I think I uh, close to hundred bucks. Ooh. See, see that Tra- trading trading agent two Green first was a round big thing two for first round picks and cap space. Well, and we're a salary cap league, which I think makes it a little bit different on on teams that uh, don't play salary cap. But I, Chris, I just real quick, I want to kick it to Tyler. Tyler, are you picking at 109? Or, or or what are you thinking? If Tyler was on earlier, I don't know where you were. No, I... That's I, the question? Are, 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 you, picking are, at 109? You, are you picking at 109? Or I, could you potentially trade out? I will very likely pick at 109. Uh, you know, we'll see like what players kind of fall to that spot. I, I'd be willing to like move. But obviously, as you know... The like, overwhelming value. There's, there's, yeah, a, I, there's I, a trade on air. I really haven't moved very much at all this year. In yeah. fact, I've made some may a say zero zero trades. <laughs> so you know, it's unlikely that I'll move. But you know, boy, I need yeah. a running back. In 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 in. So this is where dynasty oh. league, the psycho league, comes into play. You have to take into consideration your cap space, how many picks you have, where you're going in the future. I think. We can call this podcast. I don't think anybody else. Yes, sir. That is correct. Um, yeah, I think we're done. And 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 so for wait, Tom. For yeah, stay fluid, stay loose. <laughs> <laughs>
We'll stay fluid tonight, but not loose at all. Listen, I am fluid. And I, I will, am loose. <laughs> I will, I'll tell you right now. Craig, Scotty, Dials, Tully, Ty. Loose. How you doing? Thank you guys for joining. <laughs> All right. We Thanks appreciate it. We, we appreciate this. We're going sure to call this podcast. This is Podcast 69. Top nice. Fantasy. <laughs> Topshelffantasy.com. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Topshelffantasy. How ya doing? Stay fluid. Stay loose. Thank you for listening. This is Top Shelf Fantasy. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Top Shelf FNTSY. Head over to our website at topshelffantasy.com. Stay fluid, stay loose. Mm-hmm.